Okay, so here we are back again. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to New Talk Radio episode 19. Mics are plugged in this time. Mics are plugged in this time. <laughs> <laughs> good, well, good catch though. As like, I Jesus. mean, imagine we've been going on until the food gets here and we're like, oh fuck, we didn't record any of 45 that. 45 minutes later. Yeah. You know, it's funny too because on, on my favorite show that I listened to recently, they had one of those. Oh, really? Where they're like, okay, so we just plugged the mics in after having a massive problem for the last, maybe they had some other kind of problem, mm. but whatever it was, they, you know, an hour of uh, <laughs> recording was just wasted. It was a very good good catch, though. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe I saw that myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is the Star Wars episode. Star Wars. New Talk Radio Star Wars episode. Uh, like we were just saying in the extremely organic uh, intro that will now seem probably very forced, um, Teague and I sometimes talk about Star Wars. It comes up. Yeah. But I guess, you know... It's probably been a combination of like the lack of um, of too much really good Star Wars stuff in the recent sort of decade um, versus you know Teague uh, you were just explaining before a, f- a fairly low um, like you're not a huge Star Wars fan no not at all I mean I was interested in the new stuff that came out but I mean after episode one I, I kind of just gave up on them <laughs> and uh, I was like all right anything else that they put out is going to be trash and yeah. so. Pleasantly surprised by Rogue One. Pleasantly surprised yeah. by Mandalorian. You know, yeah. But uh, to me, it's still Jar Jar Binks, and uh, <laughs> Star Wars is fucking dumb. It's really um, hard to get away from Jar Jar Binks. They, like once they, you, they once you go it. Jar Jar Binks, it's pretty hard. They to... they brought this on themselves. You know, like yeah. Star Wars was yeah. not as lame before. Ironically, it wasn't even Disney that ruined Star Wars. No, right? no, it's is... actually. George Lucas. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Which is, yeah, that is really ironic. It but, is. Um, yeah, yeah. Whatever. He must really, he must feel bad. You know, he, like after so going rich, there. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. But he made, it was a passion project to begin with, right? Mm. I'm sure he cares. He must care. I, I don't know. know like, I think, I think the originals got so much. I, 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 I wonder sometimes, you know, obviously Star Wars has a huge uh, sort of, like, it still has a huge cultural resonance for people even growing up now, right? Because of, you know, Disney taking it over. Yeah. They're doing all sorts of new stuff. But I wonder, you know, for the for the fan of today, who I guess in most cases is probably, like, somewhere between 20 and 30, much younger than us, um, or even, say, like, the teenagers going into their 20s, like, will they... I wonder, will they have a cultural awareness of the original series? I, or I, is that just going to die with us kind of thing? You yeah, know? I don't know. I think... Um, people that much younger whose first experience with it was that of Jar Jar Binks uh, is you know would be very fair for them to be like fuck Star Wars and just (laughs) not care about all the shit that's come out since you know like if that was their first taste of it Mm -hmm. I mean for us like I enjoyed the originals when I was a kid and then they were coming out with some new stuff so I was like oh I'll see what they can do with the new special effects and everything Um, but we already had these movies from our childhood you know so there was something established if there wasn't something established to begin with and that was your first taste like I I don't know why you would be a Star Wars fan after you know yeah like honestly I just I don't know so maybe yeah, I fully agree. If I didn't have that as a background, there's no um, way. Like I, you'd be a you. Well, maybe you could still be a fan, but I, I, I would make fun of you. Um, it's been so. I mean, rightly so. It's been so unif- It's been so uniformly bad. Uh, yeah. For the vast majority, like, y- y- I mean, it'd be a totally different conversation if we were having this episode before Mandalorian came out 
and it really, I mean, uh, for better or for worse, Mandalorian did change the face of Star Wars oh, uh, going for, forward. Right? For better, I'd say. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the only way it could be in for better, like for in a for worse sense, is because I don't know if it'll be able to maintain it. Like oh, it yeah. gave us a like it might be a false hope. Hmm. A false hope? No, yeah. a new hope. <laughs> new hope. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, in the sense of. You know, yes, it was amazing, but we may never get another thing that's good again. You know, like this may be the last good Star Wars thing. Who knows, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to leap ahead in, in the in the the topics too much, but the fact that there is eleven new series is announced after the end of Mandalorian season two, there couldn't be anything that would discourage me more than that announcement. Yeah, that's you not know, a like good that's, sign. That's, no, it's that's a, a really bad sign. Terrible sign. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know, yeah, who, who, it's a completely different conversation now because we had Mandalorian, and it really just was incredible. And um, yeah. I yeah. mean, it completely, you know, it rejuvenated my uh, my interest in the series. You know, I, which had been on the decline for a very long time. Me, it was Rogue One. Rogue One, I was like, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll actually, I'll check this out. You know, like uh, I wasn't super against the uh, the one before Rogue One. I was like, whatever. Um, yeah. I wasn't overly impressed by. I wasn't impressed by it at all. But I don't. Think I thought many it, people were. I thought it was very like, okay, whatever. It's just more Star Wars, big budget, kind of shitty, but oh well. Um, and then Rogue One, I actually enjoyed. I was like, okay, like I, I like this, you know, like this is yeah. cool. It's not in the same timeline, you know. Like I, totally, I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, that kind of made me think it's possible for them to do something for grown-ups with Star yeah. Wars, you know. Like, yeah. Um, Mandalorian was a nice touch. Or that's nice. Uh, it, it was good, but I don't feel like that. That was for grown-ups. Um, I feel like really? that was still for kids. Huh. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I guess I think of it as like for everybody. Like, yeah, but that I, to me means for kids. Uh, PG. You I know? see your point. I, I don't feel like it's not for grownups personally. Like maybe, um, maybe, yeah, maybe. Uh, no, I mean it's it's a valid opinion. Like I, I just feel like anything that doesn't have blood and swearing, yeah. um is for kids. <laughs> well, Rogue Squadron. I mean, Rogue One. Didn't well, everyone died in that, you know? Like, yeah, but uh, there's no blood. There's, there's no, no blood? dismemberment. Yeah. No, it's the same old... I mean, that's what... I mean, listen, the original Star Wars movies are they're, for... Like, yeah, no, they're they're very PG. Like, they're... They are, but they're still for adults. Yeah. They're not for kids. No, no, definitely. They're PG, but they're for adults. Yeah. Right? But these, I find, had... And there's no blood. Yeah, you know, and there's true. no super like the, like Luke gets his hand cut off. That's the yeah. spoilers. That's the uh... oh, no man, fuck! I was I hadn't seen that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was gonna watch Return of the Jedi for this weekend. But, uh... Twenty years later, thirty. Yeah. <laughs> God, I, don't uh, know. I think longer than that. Yeah. Jesus, yeah, I suppose you're right, huh? Uh, a lot. Longer it's way than before that. we we were even born. I forgot about. Uh, yeah, Wait, no, seventy seventy eight, 8? Uh, maybe. Yeah, okay. Few years before you're born. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, it's <laughs> that's crazy. It's old. I feel old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, yeah. So okay, it wasn't the originals weren't for kids, but I don't know. Well, regardless, you felt that the tone of of Rogue One was more mature. Yeah. Than the tone of the others. Yeah, I think yeah. that's totally valid. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I agree, but it's totally valid. Yeah. Like, uh, I, it's, uh, I think I, you're not alone in that. I saw it uh, once, and uh, it was one Rogue that came one? out. Yeah. You've only seen it once. Yeah, oh, so I don't actually recall all that much. Yeah. Like, they kind of all blur together. Sure. Um, but, um... How well do you remember the security bot? The, like, evil robot? He's the constant traveling companion of the spy 
It's like a reprogrammed like sentry droid from the Empire or something for the to work reprogrammed to work for the rebels. Okay. And he's like sassy, he's super sassy. Oh yeah. And he's just I always making like comments. Yeah. It's my favorite part of the, <laughs> of, the of that movie. To follow what we were what you were saying, Rogue One had literally zero impact for me at the time. Uh, I think I saw it when it came out uh, and was just like, mm. it was like a giant shoulder shrug for me. Okay. Yeah. But then years later, I started hearing tons of opinions exactly like yours of like, wow, that was the only good Star Wars movie in the recent, in the past three. That was so good. So cool to explore something different. You know, so just a lot of people being like, yeah, that was really a nice film. It was totally different from the other stuff in a really good way. Yeah, it just caught me off guard. Like it was, again, it just seemed so different you know like it, yeah. and it it was right like i yeah. mean it, it was not in the timeline yeah um, yeah so i i just i dig that you know? yeah and i love matt michelson he's just the best so i mean yeah why did they have to kill him off why can't he just be the star of the next star wars shit like he's so fucking he's the, he's best. the perfect jedi uh, the perfect jedi sith whatever anything uh, he's just <laughs> he's just the perfect guy he's know? got the presence yeah you know I'm sending that over I completely agree with you about Rogue One. It took me a really long time to realize that it was an interesting film. Right. Um, but finally, after hearing so much positive acclaim for it from just like friends, like p- people I, I know and trust, I sort of trust their movie uh, hmm. recommendations. It, it, I don't think it's like, it's not amazing on the level of the original films or The Mandalorian, but I agree with you in the sense that, yeah, it was very enjoyable. It's a kind of a breath of fresh air. It was a lot more probably what those movies should be trying to do than the other ones were. Yeah, it and was, it, it was darker. It was a lot darker. Yeah, and it just had a lot of redeeming qualities hmm. that the other ones kind of lacked. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, my biggest disappointment with that was, I think, part of the reason why I initially disliked it was I was just sort of, I did never heard anyone else <laughs> like resonate with this objection, but I just felt like it was super lame that it's about characters that are going to die. Like, that they all have to die because of when it takes place. Right, and it right. wouldn't make sense for them to have lived. And I always felt, I mean, I still do to this day, I kind of felt like, that's just dumb. They should have, it kind of like tampers your um, your engagement with the characters that they're trying to develop because you know that they're not going to appear in later stuff. Right, no, I get that. So from the beginning, it's like setting itself up to just not resonate as well with you because you're always in the back of your head. You're like, well, I, I don't know this character. Make, it doesn't make <laughs> sense to get attached to any of these people because who cares? Because they're, they're not, not around. Be, yeah. yeah, and I still feel that that was a completely silly way to do it and that they 100% should have just at least four to five characters from that movie. I mean, I'm a huge Donnie Yen fanboy. Uh, I'll be the first to admit that. I fucking love him. Mm. I cannot get enough Donnie Yen. I would have loved for him to continue another Star Wars stuff. Yep. But a lot of the other characters, too. I mean, the droid was amazing. Like, there was at least uh, at least two or three other members of the band that were maybe kind of kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just feel like what they should have done with that... I mean, first of all, you know, <laughs> some of those characters could have easily escaped off the, off the, the thingy in some who-cares Deus Ex Machina way yeah, yeah, and made yeah. it into something else. Who cares? Like... Why like there's no there's no need to stick doggedly to like they all have to die. It's like no, they could have mm-hmm. just survived. Who cares? You know, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. the, ultimately, what serves the films the best is the fun stuff. So if you want to just make one of them live because reasons, who cares? You know. Yeah. yeah. And it would have made it so much better had they just been even even if they never came back, had they just made at least three or four of them just like sort of vanish in mysterious circumstances, I, where it's just like yeah. you don't know. I hear what you're saying, you but know? I disagree. I, uh, I most people do. I enjoy yeah. the fact that they all that that 
ending to a movie is like it's some serious impact. It's like oh, it's it's like okay that maybe you don't feel good at the end, but you're like damn. Have <laughs> you seen um, uh, Stephen King's The Mist? Yeah, the movie. Yeah. Do you feel like it's is that a good comparison? Yeah. Like in the same way that that ending is uh, resonates. I yeah. Yeah, I, I never thought about it like that. I really like yeah. that. I think that is kind of what was part of what made me enjoy it, just the darkness yeah. and the fact that again, not a happy ending, um, and it made it. Well, it showed just like <laughs> how much shit went on just to get those plants, you know. Yeah. Um, which they, yeah. you know, brushed over Blossom. entirely in the the originals. They're just like, oh, look at this. We got this. Hey, <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, it's just a convenient. What's the word? MacGuffin or something? I don't yeah, even there's know. Some, like movie term for it. But it's like, yeah, a whole bunch of like really cool characters had to die for this. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, okay. No, uh, hey, I mean, I dug it. I dug you know, it. I think uh, after thinking about this so much recently, uh, and the fact that I'm gonna have to cancel Disney Plus at some point in time because it's really not that amazing a service. Mm. Uh, it's it's just a Mandalorian service. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like but WandaVision. Actually that show's amazing. Mm. I really like it. Have you seen it? No. No? I just I just just started watching it with my girlfriend. We're super hooked. Okay. Yeah. I, I it kind of you know in I don't want to derail too much. It kind of turned into a bit of a regular MCU thing. Okay. And then I kind of am like a little like uh okay it's yeah, but there's a lot of it's really different and weird, mm-hmm. and I, I I think it's super worth watching if, okay. you, if you're interested. Okay. Um, the homages to uh, different eras of television are pretty exciting too, because hmm. they go through all the facets of like, are we like we're probably like not allowed to spoiler stuff? People get like upset. No, no, no. Upset I wouldn't. Talk yeah, no. But I think it's not that much of a spoiler. Well, there was to say black and white stuff from the '50s looking yeah, like in the trailer. Right? It goes through different eras of TV. Okay. So it's like you got the black and white, then you've got it explores several other periods, and it does really, really. Um, True to form homages of those eras of television, be okay. it 50s, 80s, 90s, you know, the whole. Okay, that's cool. I guess to bring it back to Star Wars, I promise we'll get to video games at some point mm-hmm. in time. <laughs> it's definitely on the docket. But since, yeah, since we're on the topic of um, of the films, I guess I was just going to say, like, I've just finished rewatching Mandalorian Season 1 after thinking about it so much. I think I'll go back to Rogue Squad. Rogue Squad? Rogue One. Thank you. I'll, I'll go back to Rogue One with these things that you're saying in the back of my mind because I never really like looked at it from that perspective and it's a film that I haven't really seen in its entirety in like probably five or six years maybe I, don't know. I, I watched it again once when it came out and that's what I remember enjoying maybe yeah. I'll rewatch it and be like oh no like this isn't at all what I remember like it's absolute maybe you know yeah. sunshine and lollipops and- I mean it's not you know it's not a groundbreaking film by any stretch right it's just more interesting than the other Star Wars films they've yeah released, well right yeah it's not an amazing film but it has some redeeming qualities mm-hmm. whereas the other one's basically just don't have any. Well, it's in the Star Wars universe, it's so in the Star Wars all universe. that stuff is going on, but you don't have really yeah. much Jedi stuff. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, there's, well, there is, but I mean, it's not like, I don't know. Not as much as usual. It's not, the main character isn't a Jedi. Yeah, right? yeah, God like, forbid. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like the... The shtick? Isn't it? Kind of, yeah. I mean, yeah, except yeah. for Mandalorian? Exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if that's the case, then... Maybe that's another reason why I enjoyed it actually yeah. more because it yeah. wasn't. And I think the Jedi's are super cool, you know. Like, For sure. Uh, I mean, nobody you know. doesn't. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You know, we probably don't really need to say this, but I at least pretty much uniformly think every other film that's been released is garbage. Uh, I don't know how you feel. Like all the Jar Jar shit, those three movies. Those definitely, definitely, definitely 
Yeah, those were bad. Yeah, um, like it's kind of my opinion on that stuff is sort of like I'm not talking about it because I just think they're garbage. Yeah, like, fair I enough. Fair I don't enough. have anything to say about them. I don't yeah. really either. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I have nothing to say about the uh, episode one, two, and three. Yeah. The and other I mean, ones I didn't. Uh, I don't like know. Like the recent ones. Yeah. There was yeah. how many did they do? Force Awakens. Right. Then I think it was Rogue One, but I'm not sure. And then there's the next one in the main line is um, something something. Is Zeta. it the last one? I really don't think I, I, these movies are deeply non-memorable for me. Yeah, no, like, they were. They're, they're okay. They, yeah, you know. Um, so we're back. Uh, that was, uh, you know, a little like I was going on a giant rant that was <laughs> really erupted by some some hamburgers. Yeah, <laughs> good hamburgers though. Not I'm bad. a lot less hungry than I was before. Yeah, I'm not hungry at all. Um, we were talking about how neither of us is that enthused with the recent films. I think. Yeah, is what we were yeah. saying. Yeah. Other than Rogue One. They kind yeah. of all blur together for Because me. it's really just, there's nothing there. Yeah. You know? That's the thing with all the recent movies. There's, it's just fluff. You know, like there's no... Pretty much, There's yeah. no substance. Big um, budget fluff, but... Super big budget. With budget, big, budget big actors, fluff. right? Like, Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, still fluff. Um, like, we never talked about Mandalorian in any capacity on the show. I just wanted to say how much... I think it's pretty clear that we like it. Uh, how much I enjoyed that series. How heartily I would recommend it to anybody who even remotely likes I mean I would just describe it as like a sci-fi space opera um, western pretty much a wandering gunslinger goes from place to place having some problems and getting in some tangles more or less is the where sort does of, the opera fit into that it takes place in space it's very like theat- like it's very grandiose okay you know like okay. shots of like okay. going through galaxies okay. um, you know huge star destroyers every now and then not often okay. but like no no just curious because you know, I, I that's the opera part yeah no yeah. I, uh, that, that part just caught me off guard I was like it's not a musical is it uh, well most people call Star Wars a space opera Okay. That's how they like. That's sort of like uh, um, I don't know what you call it. Would call it. (laughs) No, I think even critics would. It's like a fancy way of saying uh, it's jar or whatever. You know, it's space opera. Uh, Yeah, space opera. Wow, it totally works. Like the same way that Cowboy Bebop is a space opera, right? Like takes place in space. Well, it's also a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You got anything else to say about Mandalorian? Should we move on? I think we can move on. I mean, uh, Josh really liked it. I thought it was pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, it's worth a watch if you want to see some Space Cowboys. That's a very simple and good way to recommend it. Hmm. Yeah, worth a watch if you want to see some Space Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, and maybe not Space Cowboys, but there is a Western feel to it. For oh, sure. what do you mean not Space Cowboys? No I'm fucking hundred percent no Space Cowboys. I'm just saying. <laughs> Can't Who else be a cowboy a without a cowboy? <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Fine. <laughs> Um, I still do think the the original series are, are incredible. Um, yeah. I have seen them multiple times quite recently, and um, yeah, I feel like they really are fantastic films. They're super light and just plucky, you know. But it's uh, they're really fun. They've got heart. There's like there's good drama. There's even some very I mean you know all of the like Vader character development stuff is amazing. Mm-hmm. All the Vader interacting with anybody should basically just Vader's amazing. Vader's. Yeah, Vader, Vader doing anything with anyone He's is very... incredible. Back to the top here, we did initially lay out some video game stuff to talk about mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of went by the wayside a little bit. But um... well, I mean, it's I guess Force Awakens is fresh on your head, right? That's pretty recent. You mean uh, Force Unleashed? I don't know the video game. <laughs> Fallen Order. Fallen Order. <laughs> yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, so you played that? Dude, there's more too recently many Star Wars stuff with the same Mando, names, right? There, I played that more recently than you watched Mando. 
Uh, but, but at the same time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually finished the last episode of the of rewatching the second season. The uh, sorry, finished the f- last episode of rewatching the first season two days ago, and I was also playing Fallen Order. Okay. Right okay. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. So it's a little on the brain. Fallen Order. I finally did play. Uh, and Squadrons, I dabbled a little bit enough just to see what its sort of what its deal is. Yeah, can't say that I've experienced it uh, like uh, fully or anything. It's definitely not. But um, yeah, and I mean, I, I kind of feel like I feel like we're in a bit of a Star Wars video game renaissance at the moment. Like Fallen Order really is, I think, a crowning achievement in Star Wars games. It's not that good a game. It is light years better than some of the garbage that has come out over the years. Hmm. It really is a competent third person like a uh, sort of action adventure RPG um, that takes elements of like all the good stuff not always in a good way but you know like there's so many like parts of other games in it like when I look at the the map menu it screams uh, Metroid Prime on okay. uh, GameCube uh, the exact like the way they color all the doors and the way they do the three dimensional map exactly for Metroid Prime and by the way these are all good things like right, I'm not saying right, any right. of these it's is not like, like a... stolen or anything yet. well it is stolen but no but I mean it's not it's repurposed in a really good way yeah like it totally works right you know right. like so the map is beautiful it's really really beautiful to look at it shows you where you've been where you haven't been it like highlights like uh, doors you can't go through yet stuff okay. like that to like remind you of like places to go um, the combat system is obviously Dark Souls uh, it's mostly Dark Souls. Um, the, there's like, I just got the ability to wall run, which yeah. is weird, but it kind of works. And that feels like straight out of Titanfall 2. Right. Um, yeah. it's clearly got Uncharted influences because all the climbing mm-hmm. is straight from that game. Like in that girlfriend review, there's Sonic. weird, <laughs> yeah, weird Sonic elements, like mm-hmm. where you're sliding down long stretches of whatever, trying to avoid rocks and shit. It's mm-hmm. like, it's a, it's super all over the place, but it really does, uh, it really does work. You know, I was flip-flopping on whether I liked it for the first while. I think mostly because, you know, you say you like the shit on stuff. I kind of, yeah, I'm a little hypercritical of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's kind of like, I'm, I'm a bit, you know, when I've played Dark Souls and from and uh, Bloodborne and Sekiro, which I think are sort of the pinnacle of uh, third-person action games, or action RPGs, whatever you want to call them. Um, but really, it's the action I'm talking about. Uh, like, the physics engines, the physicality of the weapons, the way it feels to, like, fight an enemy, mm-hmm. shit like that. The dodging, the stamina, blah, blah, blah. Like, I once I've played that, I kind of feel like everything's dog shit in comparison. Yeah, okay. Because they did it, to me, perfect. Right. And so everything else is comparing to that, right? So I can be a little overly critical sometimes just because I have this sort of standard that I try to compare things to, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Fallen Order is only not good if you compare it to that stuff. Right. Right? Yeah, and that's the problem with when I started playing the game, I was just, yeah, I was having a lot of trouble not comparing it to those things. Right. And constantly being like, yeah, this is pretty good, and it's clearly taken from the... Like, it's trying to be Dark Souls, but XYZ thing is just not as good, or it's annoying, mm. not as perfect. Like, they have this thing where it's like, you know, normally it's a dodge roll in Dark Souls, Bloodborne. You have the same thing in this, but you have both a quick evade and a dodge roll. And when you press the button once, he does a small evade, and you'd have to double tap it to do the dodge roll. And I'm just like, I'm always double tapping, because that's clearly the good way to dodge, it's making me press a second button so it's hard Mm. you know it's like it's just a lot of small things like that that are just a little it's like you can see where they're going but it's just not implemented quite as perfectly it's still very good and if you take away all the Dark Souls and Bloodborne and shit and you just you put it on its own against all the other action games the game really is pretty it's got a lot going for it okay like the use of the the license is excellent 
Like, it's a really neat Star Wars story. Um, it's basically like, you know, you're this guy who, I guess, escaped Order 66, the, like, murdering of all the Jedi, the execution of all the Jedi. So he's on the run from whatever, uh, Imperial dudes. And you get found by this, there's this, like, character called the Second Sister, who's, like, some sort of, like, uh, I guess, Sith Inquisitor? I don't know. She's, like, wandering around the galaxy trying to hunt down uh, any remaining Jedi. She finds you. That's, like, the beginning of the game. She finds you, so you have to flee. Uh, this ship comes and saves you. And it's this lady and a pilot. Um, I was going to say male pilot, but he's some sort of weird, like, I don't know, f- fish gopher face race? Okay. <laughs> I, I think he's male. But uh, anyways, it's a lady. Creature. La- creature. Uh, it's a lady and a, pi- and a pilot. And she's, like... Uh, we'll get you. We'll get you to escape, and we'll try and like rebuild the order. So it's and it's like all, but all the I'm doing a horrible job of uh, <laughs> of uh, making this sound interesting, but uh, just the way that she explains the story to you, it's all just seems really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Like I don't know the way they talk about the events of the Order sixty six, and like the way they discuss the the way in which the game talks about the universe of Star Wars just is really working for me. Okay. Like, it's getting me engaged. It's getting me interested. The visuals are incredible. That's really maybe one of the best things about the game is, like, shots of just, like, exteriors of, like, ships or, like, galaxies going by or, like, there's just cinematic moments where it's, like, fucking beautiful. Right. The planets themselves look pretty awesome. You know, like, nice little details and, like, the lighting and shit and the creature design is really nice. It looks really cool. Like, um, and the combat is super fun. I guess, you know, my, my, that brings me to the really, the only thing I kind of, or the, the thing I dislike the most, um, is how it got me to realize why I hate difficulty levels, mm. um, which is just, you know, and it's only obvious to me because I am comparing it so closely to Dark Souls. Right. Because it is trying to be Dark Souls, but it, but you know, Dark Souls doesn't have difficulties, right? Um, it makes me realize, because I crank it up to the highest difficulty when I start, because I... You want a Dark Souls experience. Yeah, I like challenge in that type of... If it's going to be gameplay that doesn't suck, I'll want it to be hard. Mm-hmm. Unless the gameplay is just garbage, in which case, who cares? You know, like, But it's not bad gameplay, so I'm like, yeah, I want a challenging experience. So I crank it up, and in, in my initial experience, it was perfect for most of the enemies. Then there was this boss, this crazy boss I found that I think I did a little bit of Googling. I'm trying not to spoil myself too much because I actually do kind of like the game. I, I might very well actually just play it all the way through. I'm not sure. Um, but so far, I'm really into it. And this, cra- this boss I found was like, was just one-shotting me every time. And like, I didn't even have, I wouldn't even have like five seconds to like sort of get my bearings. I would just be like, it sees me, charge one shot. It sees me, charge a different one shot. And the problem with the difficulty settings is that, like, which was working really well for the other enemies, is that when there is difficulty settings, then I feel like I'm not learning anything from the experience of fighting the creature. Because since I can adjust the difficulty, I don't know what the game's intended experience is for me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because when I play Dark Souls, maybe it helps to contrast it to Dark Souls. When I play Dark Souls, if I find an enemy like that, I know since Dark Souls doesn't have a difficulty level, uh, setting... I know that Dark Souls is telling me that there's a problem here. Does that make sense? The game is giving me feedback about what's going on. The creator is giving me feedback about what's going on. It is telling me, this enemy, whatever you're doing right now, it's not the what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Either you're doing the wrong thing, or you're supposed to be higher level, or you need a specific weapon. Whatever it is, there's something wrong with what you're doing. But when I have an adjustable difficulty setting, I can't trust the creator 
to make an experience like that for me because the creator knows damn well that this motherfucker can just turn the difficulty down. Yeah. That's the problem, is that that's why it was so frustrating for me when I got to that hump, because I'm just like, I can't read anything from this because mm. there's difficulty levels. But if, if you had to restart the game to change the difficulty, would you restart the game to do this boss at an easier difficulty setting? No, I would have put the game down. Yeah? Yeah. I would have just, just been like, fuck this. Yeah? Are you okay. kidding me? Like, yeah. No, absolutely. Mm. If I had to restart, yeah. Yeah. If I don't have to restart, which I don't, it, you can change it at any time. Yeah, no, see, I, I'm on board with difficulty settings, but not changeable in the middle of the game. Okay. Um, so you would have to restart yeah. if you wanted to change the difficulty setting. Yeah. Because you're doing it wrong, you know? Right. Um, like, yeah. uh, How is that better for you? I don't know. It's just it, like there's... If it's set... If there is a setting, it's supposed to be hard. Like, it's kind of normal to die a lot. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, you just got to do it better. You know? Do a better job at it. I suppose. Um, yeah. I mean... Yeah, it doesn't... The problem is it's just so artificial, the difficulties, though, because it's just numbers going up and down, right? It's usually just numbers. So it's like, if what if they just fuck up one enemy's numbers? Because it's some sort of quasi-not-implemented-that-well system, and it's like, that's kind of kind of what I mean by you can't trust it, is that, like, it may work most of the time, but then rubber-banding numbers like that is just not going to work for XYZ boss battle, and it's like... Yeah, I, I still put it... I have more faith in them, thinking that, you know, they okay. have it worked out. Uh, okay. They know what they're doing. Yeah. And and they don't always. Well, I have zero faith in them. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I again, I'm, I'm okay with difficulty settings, but I'm not okay with being able to change it because you're struggling on a boss. Mm. Um, that is not okay to me. Um, to mm. me, it's you, you, you start the game, you peel through the first boss too easily, like, okay, now nah, I'm going to put this up to yeah. a harder difficulty. Yeah. And then you die. You might die a bunch of times on the fifth boss, but it's like, yeah. well, yeah, that's how it goes. Although problematic in and of itself, because you still you still have to restart the experience. No, but to that's do what that, I mean. Right? The beginning, you know, like yeah. So it's the first... But even that, it's like you may have to replay like an hour. Like that's kind of annoying, yeah, right? Yeah, an hour is is a lot. I mean, usually whenever I've done it, it's within three minutes that I yeah. know that the setting is too high and that I need right. to get the hang of it at an easier setting right. I need to figure right. out the buttons and learn this game yeah. at an easier setting yeah. but it's super rare that I want to play the game again at the same setting that I played it the first time sure like that it's yeah. a waste of time to me unless I, I want to do it naked with a right. weapon or something like that yeah. you know like yeah. but uh, if you're going to do a new game plus or something then like yeah. well really forget about it because like if you could do it the first time then it's going to be a lot easier with all your shit yeah um so no, I thoroughly appreciate and approve of difficulty settings. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, yeah, I they drive me crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. Uh, I, th I think I, it's just super, super lazy, weak game design. Um, I don't know. It's the least interesting and confident way to present a game. That's kind of how I feel. Like I like it when it's you know a game is an experience. It's an experience that's designed to be whatever X Y Z way it is. If that experience is a hard one, then play it if you like hard ones, and if it's an easy one, then play it if like if you like easy ones. Like, and I, they all should exist. You know, it's just like, like for example, a ways back, you know, Transformers Devastation, it's like action Transformers game that looks like the cartoon. Oh, it's like I played it, and it, yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, but I played it because I was like, yeah, it looks like a cool, just a, a rendition of the '80s cartoon right. in video game form. And I played it, and I it was fun. I didn't care that it was easy, like because it was not why. Why you're playing it? Yeah, the experience it was presenting was like, yeah, it's it's a it's the cartoon. Play the cartoon, mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's that's cool. I'll do that, you know. But 
But I mean, like, imagine playing a Dark Souls and never dying. You know, like, yeah. uh, wouldn't you want to be able to turn up the difficulty? Like, then it's not a Dark Souls game. No, but I, what I'm saying is, like, say you you have this no, I'd rather be able to down. say the game is garbage. No, no, but like, okay, so you just so happen to be really good at uh, first person shooters. Yeah, you know, like significantly better than somebody that is not a good first person shooter game player. You know, like it's nice to be able to adjust the difficulty. Yeah, um, to, to appeal to yeah. a wide, a much wider audience. Yeah, know? and I don't know a lot. Of, I think like I, I think it's great to be able to play a game, a game that's made for hardcore people, mm-hmm. not necessarily as hardcore. Like you still can yeah. play it, even though it's not. You know, I totally disagree. <laughs> I it's like what you're saying is 100 percent valid, but I also feel that. That's what makes the hardcore games. Like, they're not hardcore games if they don't have... You know what I mean? Like, it, it ruins it in some way. Like, I, I was listening to Sacred Symbols the other day, and Colin said something that infuriated me on the show. And he's one of the smartest people, I think, in video game media, right? Like, he's someone who's who's um, has very intelligent uh, opinions about stuff. And I usually resonate with what he's saying, mostly, uh, you know, for the most part. And he said something about Dark Souls games. This is a throwaway comment. And, like, I, he didn't mean anything by it. But he was, like... He was talking about Elden Ring, because Elden Ring is the next one. Right. right. Which is maybe, I mean, fingers crossed, could be coming out in 2021. End of 2021. We don't know. Nobody right. knows. But, um, yeah, because they had said uh, from software... The only thing that's known about the game is from software has said that it's, like, a... It's their, the, uh, their version of an open-world action RPG. Okay. So it's more open or more has more to explore than their previous games have. Which, from a fan of the series, is, like, huge because I don't really know what to make of that, but it's like, I thought Dark Souls was already a very, very big game. Mm. Colin was being like, I kind of wish it would just be a cool open-world exploration game and just not have any of the Dark Souls shit in it. <laughs> and he's like, can you just give me that? And, like, I don't want... And I'm like... Like, he was tra- he was basically just saying that... You know, an exploration game in the Dark Souls world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice to explore the Dark Souls world without the hardcore. I hard guess, I guess, but that's gonna be. It's like these are the only games that I have. Is kind of how I feel, and I'm like, don't try and suggest that From Software should not make challenging games just because you want a fucking open world action RPG. It would be nice. We get scads of those for everybody. Yeah, there's plenty of open world exploration games out there. Yeah, but if you enjoy the lore and whatnot of True. Dark Souls, it, yeah. I. I totally get that like it would be I nice suppose. to be able to explore the world and not be yeah. a fucking death sentence uh when you go down <laughs> this path you know like yeah uh, pretty yeah. much like uh, yeah yeah i don't know i mean i get it i i get what you're saying um yeah. like you want the dark souls experience but i definitely get what he's saying there's only three of these fucking games out there yeah right yeah, i mean yeah. i'm not counting dark souls 2 and 3 they're kind of garbage but like dark souls i guess demon souls bloodborne and sekiro we've had exactly four Okay. You know, so I kind of feel like, can you just leave the poor people that have four games that they like? <laughs> like, let them have like their it, fun. Right? Like, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it's the same sort of hardcore. order for one. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I was gonna say like the surge. Hundred um... percent. Oh, Neil. Um, True. Uh, yeah. Very soulsish. Heavily know? inspired. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I've played it. It's quite close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like. I don't consider them open world games. I mean, they may be because yeah. you can go back to different areas and stuff like that. But I it's suppose. like every time you travel back, all the enemies respawn. Yeah. You know, like so. 
I don't really feel like that's much of an exploration game. But and and that's where I kind of I get what he's saying in terms of yeah. like it would be nice to just be able to explore because yeah. it's a really fucking beautiful world. Yeah. Um, they do make some of the prettiest games. Absolutely. In and I mean, that's a good point. Just to yeah. be able to kind of glad I spoke to you about this actually. <laughs> just to be able to see like to find out I don't know, I think it would be a fantastic world to explore. You know? Yeah. like and yeah, it would be I think it could be I think it'd be great if you had, you know, it was a vast open world where you did have sort of a beginning area where you can just explore. You had a hardcore area that was like fucking mm. merciless. And then yep. you had a dark zone where other players could <laughs> I think that, That's kind of what they do. I yeah. think that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it could totally have those elements. Yeah, yeah I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I get... I, I do you, understand you've helped me to understand saying. his perspective a bit, yeah. I think. But yeah. I get what you're saying in terms of like, come on, like if that's what makes this game so great. Well, know, what it just... felt like he was saying was like, can you just make this like the other games, please? And I'm just like, well, th- it's like that's not what it is. Like, yeah, that's not what it is. That's not why people like it. <laughs> you know, but like, I, I, yeah, no, but I, yeah. I am on. I do kind of get like, can you make a game that regular people can enjoy too? Because yeah, it's yeah. so beautiful that's a fair point. and it's such yeah. a, it's just, it's so cool that I would like to be able to explore. I guess part of my people, part, sorry, part of my perspective is also that like, I think regular people can enjoy Dark Souls. It's just that the video game world has not taught them very well how to handle that. You okay. know, and that's not their fault. It's just like the vast majority of games, they don't have this kind of, they don't have the same mental dialogue with the game that they have in Dark Souls, and it's just some people, a small niche people, really like it. It and I kind of feel like it's a better way to interface with games. But it, the like more, um, I don't know, mass market, mass consumption sector of games has just never used this way to interface with players. Hmm. So it's too alien. Yeah, you know, well, like again, I, it's for I feel like they are play. approachable, and they're not that hardcore. But it's that everything else doesn't help us to access the things that are good about it. Hmm. I don't know. know. Anyways. I mean, like, I got... uh, I think I got Bloodborne on your recommendation when I first got a PS4. I think you were like, this is, like, the best game ever. And um, I tried it out, and, uh, yeah, I put... I... uh, Fuck, I never made it past the werewolf at the beginning. (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, it was, like... It was definitely too much, you know? Like, But I had never played anything like that before. Yeah. Um, then I played The Surge a bit, got a little bit more of a feeling for it, and then I got Dark Souls 3 when it was on sale. Yeah. And I was able to do a little bit. Okay. But um, it didn't, it wasn't enough to, it was still too hardcore for me to actually enjoy. It was too, right. still too frustrating. Same with Neo, actually. I got right. behind Neo a bit. I did, I think, three bosses. And. Same thing, you know, as there was one boss where it's like, you just have to memorize the moves, get your timing right, and die and do it again, you know, yeah. like, uh, so I did it for a bunch, but like, at a certain point, I really did just get tired of the gameplay. I was like, this is too hardcore, it's too stressful, yeah. um, and it's like, I don't want, I'm not playing this game to tense up and yeah. like have a you know get a migraine from the frustration of this you. you know like yeah. uh, I'd like to relax and enjoy the scenery you yeah. know whatever yeah. um, that's also what I mean by like I, I you know I, I, I like that they're, they have that in video games too I just like it more when it's like this is the game that is the hard one 
this is the game that is the medium one. This is the game that is the easy one. You play the one that you're in the mood for, right? Like, mm. I like it more from different product to different product. Not trying to have difficulty settings that can recreate that artificially for you inside the game. I guess that's how... But I, I also crave the things that you're saying. I like to right? be able Sometimes to experience. I, like, I play Destiny. I don't play it for hardcore experience. Right. Right? right. I play it for relaxing and, yeah. like, socializing. Exactly. And, and like, I'm happy it's like that. And I'd like to experience some games without this stress level. You know, like, uh, it's just... It, it's nice... It would be nice to be able to, you know, tone it down a bit to just make it a little bit more of a relaxing experience. You yeah, know? yeah. And uh, I don't know. I well, mean, listen, I mean, to bring it back to Fallen Order for a second, that's totally possible in Fallen Order. Right. It has difficulty settings. They do have a dramatic effect on the game. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't toy with any of them other than the hardest one, but I can tell from just reading the, the blurbs on, like, what they control right. that it would totally make the game feasible for, I think, probably any level of... Right. Whether yeah. you want either zero challenge or something kind of in the middle, something really hard, mm -hmm. or some variation thereof. How many are there? How many difficulties? just four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like kind of like easy, normal, hard, harder, mm. or maybe like really easy, easy, normal, hard, something like that. Okay, yeah. but there's four, and they show you with sliders like what's going on. Right, like, right. Like parry timing will be increased here. You know, enemies will do you less damage here. Mm -hmm. Blah blah blah. And I guess to sort of wrap the conversation about Fallen Order up, I think it's a really, really good game. I, I you know, it's not. It's like compared to some of the greats of our generation, it it's lacking a bit. But in terms of a Star Wars game, it's really succeeding on a level that I think other Star Wars games just have not for a really, really long time. What would you rate it? Probably an 8 on 10. 8? Do you yeah. know what it got? No. Ballpark. I, I, I know it got good. Good? Okay. Yeah, I mean, my ballpark would be probably around 8. Okay. Like 80 okay. on Metacritic, maybe. Um, I, I do distinctly remember that it reviewed quite critically well, but not like amazing across the board. Yeah, and uh, I think it's totally earned. I think it is very good. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I would pretty heartily recommend it to anybody who, who wants anything like a sort of start, like a Dark Souls-level combat with really cool exploration, like really good world-building, okay, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of shit. Is there any building? No, sorry, I meant world-building into, no, like... No, I, I knew what you meant, but I was just... <laughs> nah, kind of no, uh, oh, do you no building. Oh, do you have a little base or anything like that? <laughs> no, no. There's no uh, shoehorned-in Metal Gear Solid Five style base oh, building. Okay. Oh, nah. Well. Oh, well. Um, let's, let's take a little break here. Yeah. I, and, uh... I don't think you mentioned how much you enjoyed the main character. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, I should probably say real quick, just because it really was one of the very first things that stood out to me. Is this has always stood out to me about the game, but when I started actually playing it, it was brought forth to me in a way that I had never quite experienced before. The main character really is the worst casting decision in, like, easily, I don't know, the past five, ten years. You literally want to punch him all the time. And Does he make an annoying sound when you kill him? Really nothing. No, you can't even... I mean, you can lose he on purpose. He doesn't make an annoying sound. Oh, well, then you yeah. can just, just keep getting him killed. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's really, I guess, the only huge thing I can say that I, I actually really don't like about the game. Because even my issues with the difficulty, it's more that I'm approaching it from being sort of spoiled by, yeah. by Dark Souls games, I would say. You know, if I wasn't spoiled by those experiences, I don't think I would have the same... Right. The same shit wouldn't bother me about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm really enjoying the game. I really... I'm quite surprised uh, by how good it is. I didn't really believe what everyone was saying. Hmm. I'm glad I finally tried it, because I think I understand now why so many people like it. 
Um, and yeah, just to finish uh, talking about games that do exist, uh, I should say briefly that everything I've seen from Squadrons, while I haven't played much, I played uh, just about an, an hour, like the first mission, mm-hmm. um, and sort of X-Wing versus TIE Fighter type games is really not my bag at all. Right. It's zero my, uh, what, what my, where my interests lie. Um, I think it looks amazing. Like, I think if I was a fan of that genre, I would be super, super into this. Um, I think the visuals for the game are just amazing. Uh, like, the way they've recreated the interior cockpits of these uh, famous, like, movie ships. Right. From both sides of the war and different models of space. It's, like, it's just incredible. Like, the attention to detail, they look so amazing. Mm. And, like, you can even... There's options for, like, turning off the annoying gamey elements of games right. like the waypoints telling you always where to go and shit so that you have just the actual controls of the vessel to tell you what to do and, and interface you with the, with the space around you it's really really neat that is cool um, yeah. yeah like anybody who who's into these kinds of games should absolutely try it okay. like, yeah. it's also not a full a full price game right like it's a tighter experience it's smaller I think that's a good thing personally mm. um, but yeah so you know it's not my, my bag and the only real reason why we're bringing up these two games is just to show that there, we, I, I think that we really are in kind of a renaissance of Star Wars games at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's been on like a on upwards trajectory, like it hasn't been in the past. I would say. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like I think the Battlefront, yeah, you know, the whole stuff with the the loot boxes and stuff was a nightmare. But the, that was, was a nightmare. There was some yeah. actual fun gameplay in there, right? Like, Most I mean, people agreed that the game itself is pretty good. Right? Yeah. Like, and I mean... It's, they've got a pretty good story for, uh, yeah, the microtransactions were horrible, but they did remove them, and they kind of, you know, fixed the game. Okay. Right? Like, I think in a, in a lot of ways, they, um, at least the overriding uh, sort of Problems. player population seems to feel that they really did fix the game. Okay. Quote, well, that's, unquote. That's huge. Uh, and and I, a lot of sites have say that, said, said the same thing. Yeah, and I feel like they were kind of cool. Like, so, I don't know if that, I mean, something just sort of Battle Royale-ish kind of thing, not quite, but I don't know. I think that they... Yeah. they I think they've been on a sort of upward trajectory for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, people are hard on Star Wars games, but yeah, I think that the Battlefront games are pretty good. Uh, like yeah. They, um, the, to me, they really accomplished the objective they were trying to set out to do. Right. 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 Which is really the only metric that's worth evaluating them on. Yeah. You know? And it's like, is it the Star Wars experience you wanted? You know, the royal you, whatever? Yeah. I'm Who knows? But it is a... Like, it, it did... It's a cool Star Wars experience, and it's just a... It, it's a pretty well-working game. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So yeah. they I also mean, look gorgeous. Yeah, it looks right? really good. Looks um, really, really nice. Yeah. And I mean, if you yeah. want to run around as a Star Wars person shooting stuff, I don't know. I Absolutely. Think, I think it was. I, I think they were pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what really got my notice was like you know because Star Wars Battlefront again. Yeah, it's like not really my cup of tea. Like I liked it enough to play it, but. It's not something I'll ever get super into, but Fall, uh, Fallen Order really is my cup of tea. Right. Because I do like Dark Souls games, and that's the biggest influence for this game. Right. And it's working. You know, like, it's kind of working on it. me. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to push past some difficulty things that where I sort of took issue with, like, the settings, because I felt like it just, you know, it felt artificially too hard. And I'm like, oh, did they just fuck up the balancing here, you know? Like, mm. which is not the kind of thing I wonder with Dark Souls, because they don't do that. Right. So I had to push past some of that stuff. When I did get past it, I'm like, okay, I think I sort of get the game now. Mm. Or, or I at least get what it wants me to, how it wants me to interface with its combat you know, I right. think I'll push past it. At least I'll continue a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the exploration is pretty fun. The combat, when it works, is really nice. 
you know, it's got a lot of like, you know, you can skill tree shit. And, like, right, uh, right. I'm enjoying that, you know, like trying to plan out, you know, like what kind of powers will I go for, whatever. Mm -hmm. like, um, another thing that in the girlfriend review that we saw about the game that she was poo pooing on a lot was that there's like a million chests for different lightsaber handles and like ponchos. Right. And saying how that's a little silly. I love it. Of course, yeah. I fucking no, but you're a cosmetics love guy, it. right? Like, uh, to me, it completely makes sense. I'm yeah, like, that's yeah. genius yeah. that someone would have the balls to be like, yeah, there's nothing useful in these things and we don't care. Yeah. Customize your poncho or just who cares? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. I'm like, I'm, I'm super all about having a nice poncho. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, can, I can see the appeal. I'm I don't the, know. I'm the opposite. Like, I never care about cosmetics, but I can see... I I mean I know some I know some people like you really get off on that you know so like it's I think just, it's it's not just that though I mean I do get off on it it's true but it's also that for somehow knowing that you're never gonna find a new better sword it's like somehow freeing okay okay yeah you yeah, know yeah, I see what you're saying because yeah. it means that the skill is on me like the the skill's on me yeah 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 the, you know the weapons I'm, aren't improving yeah yeah I'm never gonna find something where I'll be like oh if only I'd found that earlier right no that can't happen. Right. I definitely, and that's very freeing gameplay-wise. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like, interesting. I believe it's it makes the core experience, the gameplay experience, tighter. Mm -hmm. The fact that there is no such thing as an upgrade. You know, okay, like, yeah. Uh, they're not totally, I mean, I, they're not totally useless. They're not all cosmetic. Like, you can get, like, um, you know, it's the same as, like, in Zelda, how you get three pieces of a heart and you get an extra heart. Like, you can get sort of eventual life increases. Okay. You know, uh, but no weapons. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, you can, like, increase... It's like if you get four something or other, then you get a small life bar increase, I think. Okay, I found, oh, that's like, cool. I found, like, two of them, whatever. Mm. You know, but, uh, yeah, it's just that there's nothing that will change the way you the interface gameplay. with the gameplay. Yeah. yeah, there's no upgraded sword, there's no helmet, you know, like... Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's cool, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that brings us to what's on the horizon for Star Wars. Uh, and the point of leading in like this is just kind of to say that like it seems like it's going in a pretty I think pretty so. good direction at the moment. I, yeah, I think so. And I yeah. think the fact that it's Ubisoft is kind of hopeful. Absolutely, absolutely. I, mean, I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy a lot of Ubisoft games. I was particularly excited to talk about this because of your background with not I, only Ubisoft at large, but specifically with The, the Division. Yeah, well, um, I didn't realize how many games I played were Ubisoft. I have. Like, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, well, here, let's, let's leave real quick. Um, so I'm sure everybody's heard the news, but in case they haven't, basically, long story short, uh, Lucasfilm Games as a subdivision of Disney has reopened. Which is like kind of a rebranding of there used to be a, a Lucasfilm Games back in the day. It got shuttered, and then they're reopening that name, and they're using that to spearhead all the Star Wars game development for the next whatever, mm. right? So they're the ones who are going to take care of the Star Wars game, the gaming part of it, uh, not in a development sense, just in the sense of like orchestrating the various companies who are producing games. Right. And then there's the yeah the EA deal of exclusivity is just finishing. Uh, it technically ends in 2023. So as that deal reaches its end, uh, they're now free to pursue other options. And so the biggest news lately is that uh, Ubisoft is, they're currently the only, uh, I think, announced developer who's working on a Star Wars game that we know of. Okay, yeah. There's the rumors about KOTOR, but those are just rumors. Right. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're, they're, I mean, I could be wrong, but they're the only... Uh, a studio that we know of at the moment besides EA working on Star Wars. Are they actually, or is that a rumor too? No, it's not a rumor. It's 100% okay. uh, confirmed by actually the CEO, uh, Yves, uh, okay. Yves Guillemot. Guillemot? Yves okay. Guillemot. Confirmed by them. There's not much that's known about it. Uh, basically, it's confirmed in development at Ubisoft. 
Uh, CEO Eve Guillemot says it's the beginning of a quote-unquote long-term collaboration with Disney. Uh, we don't have any other gameplay details. Uh, they're ma uh, it's Ubisoft Massive, uh, who is the developer behind the Division. Okay. Um, it's using the Snowdrop, Snowdrop engine, which is also the engine responsible for the Division. And Ubisoft Massive is currently actively recruiting for the project. Eve Guillemot gave a small tease to Wired magazine. I'm taking this off the IGN article, by the way. Uh, saying that the game will be an original Star Wars adventure that is different from anything that has been done before. Which is a very grandiose statement, and mm. probably doesn't mean very much. But Lucasfilm also told Wired uh, that all Star Wars games would continue to be treated as canon alongside the film, TV, book, and comic book series. And then what we know about the game itself is only that it is supposed to be a story-driven open-world adventure. Uh, okay. And then there's some, some news was circulating with regards to job postings related to this because there's a lot of job postings for the company to work on this product. If you read the job postings, it seems very clear that it's for the Star Wars game. Mm. It's not explicitly spelled out, but it's like a new current uh, IP from like a big company, you know, that kind of thing. Where right. it's like it has to be, kind of. And amongst uh, Ubisoft Massive's job listings were listings for a senior progression game designer. Uh, and they're looking for applicants with quote-unquote absolute passion for playing and making games, especially RPG and action-adventure games. Uh, so yeah, senior progression game designer. They're also looking for quote-unquote proven experience working with progression systems and balancing. That would make you think, uh, you know, something along the lines of like balancing weapons or balancing yeah. things versus other things. Uh, probably some sort of like RPG mechanic stuff, who knows. Um, but yeah, the only thing that they've said about it is that it's an open world, what did I say again? I've forgotten already. A story-driven open world adventure. Hmm. Yeah, and it's by Ubisoft Massive, and they have basically, I'll just go over to the site for a second. Uh, yeah, Ubisoft Massive has made, I, I, this I didn't know, they made Far Cry 3. Hmm. Uh, that's pretty big, uh, I didn't realize that. But they've worked on a, some random shit. They've worked on Ground Control, which is some sort of RTS action game. Nobody, yeah. no, I've, nobody's heard of it. World in Conflict, that sounds vaguely familiar to me, but I think is again some sort of strategy game. And then they also did AC Revelations, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Oh, yeah. Kind of out of left field. Uh, and then Far Cry 3. And then basically it's just The Division after that. Okay. That's what they did before The Division. Hmm. But they're mostly The Division guys. Okay. Uh, and it's also, you know, the director who was working on Division 2, I, the name I can't remember at the moment, but he's also the director for this Star Wars game. Okay. So it really is a lot of, you would think, a lot of Division 2 elements going into Star Wars. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not spelled out anywhere, but it's the same director... They're using the same engine, albeit the Snowdrop engine has been used for developing other things. Right. It was also used to make Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle, that mm. weird-ass uh, turn-based tactical game with Mario creatures and Rabbids. Super weird, dude. But the Snowdrop engine also handled that. So, so it's yeah, it not like the engine can only do uh, Yeah, cover shooters. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it's the same engine, it's the same director, and by the job listings, it sounds like probably some similar systems to what we've seen in the Division. Okay. That was a super long intro. Go. <laughs> I just wanted to give a preamble so that people know, in case they don't know what the... What the oh, just the exciting. Uh, you know, I, I mean, it's just curious what uh, what they come up with. That's yeah, well, I mean, because you were saying before, you know, you're just realizing how many Ubisoft games you actually have played. Yeah, I didn't realize until I downloaded a whole bunch of games looking for something to play again. And uh, I was like, holy shit, that's Ubisoft, that's Ubisoft, that's Ubisoft. Yeah, I'm like, wow. it's almost surprising you never, you never played Far Cry, right? That's another yeah, one of the... Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. Not, uh, not crazy. 
Uh, my favorite Far Cry was Primal by a long shot. I heard good things about it. That was like by far my favorite. Um, by far, uh, like really cool game. I loved it. I thought it was amazing, and I hate first person. Um, so I mean, it it was really impressive. Um, I played the fourth one too a little bit, but uh, didn't really get into it. Um, but yeah, Primal masterpiece um, I thought it was brilliant yeah and uh, yeah I mean I don't know I, I mean for honor changed the fighting game system like totally. entirely like uh, it was a completely different experience uh, I loved it um, the Assassin's Creed's too I loved most of them but uh, Origins and um, Odyssey the last two or well b before Valhalla I couldn't think of yep. the name. Um, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, I'm pretty much, I, I've loved all the Assassin's Creed games, I think. Yeah. Um, I yeah. can't, I mean, I, as far as I can remember talking to you about video games, you've always been a pretty massive uh, fan of whatever is the current uh, The Assassin's first Creed. one was the only one that I didn't, like, put that much time into. And I hated it the first time I played it. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was just, that's ah, too much, not for me, no. But, uh as time went on, yeah, I really, I really like them. And, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they've just uh, the division. Yeah. Um, yeah. They've done a lot of stuff. That You've I, played the division a lot. Um, yeah. What do you think of what? What would it look like to you, a Star Wars game that's kind of set in the division's style I of? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea what they're going to do. Like, with let's it. say hypothetically, this game was going to be the division Star Wars edition. You know, what would it look like? Would it look very similar? I don't know. I mean, it if they're going to go with, uh, you know, if you're going to go with, like, a Han Solo character, blasters only, then you could go pretty much, you know, exactly the same. Uh, yeah. Just with guns, right? Yeah. Um, but if you're going to go with some Jedis and some lightsabers and stuff, yeah. I don't think there is melee in oh, the yeah? Division. Uh, no. Oh, interesting. No, there yeah. isn't. Because um, all the elements of like sort of a, you know, we know Ubisoft, like, particularly with recent news that's come out, th there was some board developer meeting where they were talking about how, uh, you know, Ubisoft is going to focus more on, um, what is it, games as service stuff and existing IPs rather than investing in new. It's a whole bunch of stuff that sounds horrible to gamers, but is really not that they probably just mean the same thing they've always meant. Mm. In the sense of like, yes, we want to make big franchises that are popular for a long time, like Division, where it's like, you Even keep people for, playing for a long time, you know. For Honor, they're still putting out new stuff for that. Exactly, um, exactly. New characters, DLC, season passes, yeah. all that stuff. They're expert know? at this shit. Yeah. yeah. So you can see how it would be super easy to just put all that Star Wars stuff in a Division-like yeah, yeah, game as service model. I don't feel like, I mean, maybe it... It is, but I, I don't feel like the division was a game of service. Like, they they added a DLC um, to the second one, and they definitely did it the first one too. But I, I only got into it at the second. Um, so they added a DLC, raised the level cap, some new a new area, yeah. all this kind of stuff. But just a DLC to the game, you know? Like uh, maybe I'm using that term wrong. Uh, I br pretty much just meant like a game that wants to keep you in it. Mm -hmm. Like a, uh, like a lifestyle, not yeah. Well, like I know I, there's a word for that. I, I consider any game that has season passes Destiny. as a game of yes, Destiny. Division uh, doesn't have season pass. I don't think so. No shit. Um, because I, I, I think that. they've only had. I I could be completely wrong. I think there is one. The first game, I'm pretty sure, did have some DLC. Uh, I don't really know. Uh, the second one, I know the DLC Warlords of New York came mm -hmm. out a little while after, uh, quite a bit after. I don't know how long, a couple of months anyway. But yeah. um, it did, uh, you pretty much you went back, The it's set in DC, and you go back to New York. 
and it, you know, it raises the level cap and stuff. But in terms of uh, season pass, I don't really feel like they added that much where it would justify, you know, again, season passes. Like, that's for something that they add stuff regularly to, you know? Yeah. And I don't feel like that had that much added to it. I could be completely wrong. I feel like at some point in time I saw some news article about, like, season blah 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 of Division trailer here. Hmm. You know, but listen, I I'm not familiar with Division. I could have just been completely pulling that out of my ass. Yeah, um, I'm curious. I'm just getting confused with something else, maybe. Um, but regardless, I mean, I think you know, to me, Star Wars fits absolutely perfectly with the kind of thing that Division is doing. Like just in terms could, of yeah. like third person action adventure exploration. You know, the classes. There's a class system in Division already. There's a loot system. This would be perfect. Just swap in Jedi's, smugglers, you know, pilots, whatever. Make it sci-fi. Yeah. Make it sci-fi. Give it sort of a Destiny Two coat of paint. Give it, give it a space wizard coat of paint. Yep. It's like whatever, space cowboy. Mm-hmm. Um, it would just be a shoe in, you know. And, I think so. Yeah, and the the division has seemed like to me has seemed like the most interesting uh, Ubisoft property from a perspective of someone who doesn't usually like their style of game. Mm. It's definitely been the one that's the most like made me want to play it. Oh, yeah? Like, yeah, totally, totally. Mostly just, uh, you know, the stuff I heard about the Dark Zone, I was like, that all sounds so amazing. Just sounded like they were doing multiplayer in a way that really made sense to me. Yeah, it's um, it's equivalent to Dark Souls in terms of hardcoreness. Um, right. Like, yeah. it's, it's That's not also for appealing. the faint of heart. Like, yeah. uh, you don't, like, it's, I don't know. The first time I played The Division, I thought it looked amazing. Like, yeah, yeah go for it. I thought it looked great, and uh, that's why I bought it um this was on sale and i said i'll give this a try and i couldn't get through the intro if my life depended on it like you know you have to do the first you have to kill a boss and whatever before you can play with other people yeah i tried for ages and then a a guy that i played other games with was like okay well send me the remote and i'll uh i'll just do it for you and this is when i found out about share play and i was just floored but uh yeah, so he ran through this part for me because he had crazy experience with this game. Yeah. But, like, that intro, like, it is not easy. You know, mm. like, it, it, there's a learning curve, like any game. Right. It's just a lot steeper. Yeah. Um, so it's the only things I can really think of being like that are Hunt and Dark Souls. Yeah. Where it's just wickedly cruel. And they totally. just kind of throw you in totally. and say, fucking deal with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, also, you know, the cosmetics would just be perfect. Yeah. Like, you've got uh, easily infinite microtransactions for just, like, new ponchos. Oh, there was some... Different uh, lightsabers. The, the gear... Guns. Oh, they they really... They, they had some cool stuff with the gear and loot and all that stuff. Did Division have microtransactions for cosmetic gear? Because that's usually where the games of service part comes in. Right? I don't recall. Yeah, that's usually what it like. It's, that's how it is in Destiny. Right? It's entirely it's just, possible. It's just, and, uh, there's just cosmetic stuff, in and Destiny. that's why I just never paid attention. It's probably that. Yeah, I think it I, is a game of service because um, of that. I, I know, know For Honor is not. Um, for is Honor, For Honor has season passes and stuff, but they have new characters every season oh, pass. Okay. And if you have the season pass, you get these characters, um, and they're not just cosmetic. Like they yeah. they play differently, you know. Um, yeah. But you need the season pass to unlock this character, right? Like, right. Uh, Sort of like Hunt in the DLCs. Yeah. You know, like you can't buy this character unless you buy the DLC. 
Totally, totally. I guess there's not that much more to say. Uh, no, basically, nothing is known. I mostly just want to talk about it because I do think it's really, I do really quite sincerely think it's very exciting. Oh, I'm curious um, as could be. Yeah, yeah. And it's, honestly, this is the most excited about a Ubisoft game that I've been ever. Yeah, um, fair enough. Yeah, because I really think there's a, there's a sizable chance, especially coming off the, you know, superficially that job postings slash you know what is it open world uh, story action adventure mm. um, they also sound like it could it's uh, could be learning from Fallen Order too and, mm. and Fallen Order really is quite quite good so if it's taking a page out of what happened right in Fallen Order and building on that you know there's really a lot of potential there yeah yeah and I do think that the um, like story driven uh, action co-op stuff in the division style like interface is like a nerd's wet dream in terms of like what to have happen in the Star Wars universe. Mm -hmm. I mean, fucking, you can just co-op everything. And it would be amazing. There's a crazy it, multiplayer it arena where you can fight off against, I guess, other Jedi and shit too. It would be like amazing. Fucking force powers and shit. Holy fuck. No, like, it would be crazy. I would play the shit out of that. Yeah, like, me too. Uh, even if it sucks, I'd probably still try it. <laughs> you know what I'd I mean? I'd try it, like, yeah. Yeah, I'd try it. Like, uh, the idea itself is appealing enough. Yeah, but, yeah, no, definitely. Um, I want to see what they do. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I mean, the studio has chops. Yeah. Know, that we can say. Oh, right? yeah. Like, Division 2, it seems like it's pretty inarguably a good game. It is. From what people uh, well, say. Well, I right? think it is. I haven't played uh, it. I mean... And it seems like the critics mostly agree it's a yeah. pretty good game. There's been some right. shit talking about it for sure, but I mean, like, there always is for every game. Yeah, but only in the same sense that there's shit talking about all those kinds of games. Like, yeah. there's shit talking about Destiny, too. Destiny is a good game. Yeah. Like, it may not be what you want, but mm -hmm. it is a good game. You yeah. You know? Like, yeah. it's doing what it's trying to do pretty well. Mm -hmm. You may not like what it's trying to do, but it's doing it pretty well. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't argue Destiny's not a competent shooter. It is. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't think you can, at least. But. I can't, but I, I wouldn't yeah. put it past somebody that's that's what they do. You know, like that's their game. Played enough shooters, man. Yeah. It's a competent shooter. Okay. Yeah. It's maybe not a hardcore shooter or something. Well, definitely. But it is a very competent shooter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think. But, anyways, it's my opinion. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about that. I'm excited for your see what Ubisoft does that's pretty much same here man that's pretty much the extent of it for me for I mean, the first time in like over a decade yeah I'm very excited about it to see what Ubisoft does yeah, <laughs> yeah so we'll have our eyes on that um, unfortunately probably we're not going to get a lot of details for a long time no it'll uh, be uh, we'll be old men by the time it's out well the uh, the EA exclusivity deal actually only expires in 2023 okay. uh, so it seems like unless they're willing to breach that, that uh, debate I don't think they actually can release a game until like I think it has to be minimum 2023 mm, okay. so that it's outside of that deal right uh, although they haven't really said that much about that yet so we don't know but I'm assuming yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah uh, besides that you know I mean I think we'll we'll kind of wrap um, mostly just because we've been going on a little long yeah. but I guess just real quick there are rumors of a KOTOR uh, both remake and sequel circulating mm. uh, these are completely unsubstantiated rumors uh, they seem reputable-ish, depending on, like, the KOTOR remake, or sort of remaster rumors, seem highly plausible. Um, well, even though they're still rumors, they seem highly plausible. The new KOTOR 3, like the sort of the KOTOR sequel coming, I mean, an actual new game in the franchise, that... Uh, would make sense, but there really is no substantiated rumors. Okay. There's, there are some rumors 
that seem to go together, but there's no, it's just what sh it's shit people says. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. Like one of them is like some some fairly impressive guy at some company. It's still 100% just like a it's just something he said. Right, you know, right. It's like not backed by anyone. So mm -hmm. that's really the only uh, yeah the only Star Wars news to come at the moment. I mean, I would personally probably play uh, Kotor again if they do a remaster. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Like I don't think it will hold up, but hmm. I think my nostalgia would be enough to get me to maybe just dip Keep back in a bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, but a, a new Kotor game would be huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. By um, I would love to see Obsidian do that. Uh, they did the recent um, out, The Outer Worlds. Right. They're, they're responsible for Fallout New Vegas. Right. And then The Outer Worlds. Right, right, and right. to me, those games seem perfect for how to do like a, a Star Wars RPG. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I would, I would uh, think that would be great. Yeah, but, it could um, be, yeah. But they're totally unsubstantiated rumors, so, you know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah we'll have to see about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, do you want to... Should we just wrap? Do you want to talk a little bit about what we're uh, we're playing? I've been playing much, honestly. Um, I've kind of said already what I've been playing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like me, I, I haven't been playing really anything. I put on a couple of, I put on hunt a few times to do some training and stuff, and like I yeah. just it's too stressful to do alone. So I hear you. I just yeah. don't do it. And I absolutely adore hunt, uh, and I also haven't played in like a week. Yeah, right. I think the last time I played with you is the last time I played. I've got to get over the. Uh, the stress of uh, being outnumbered and just get <clears throat> like originally had to get over the stress of of getting killed right and yeah. like and that took some running around with a machete naked to, <laughs> just for the hell of it and I got over it that's fine I think now I have to get over I have to get used to fighting multiple people at once yeah because that is too stressful right now I and mean, it's just that, that is by definition not easy <laughs> no right? no no but I mean again depending on your tactics and stuff like you there's there's I, I don't know there's ways to play that like really do uh, even your odds you know um, and I mean yeah you're outnumbered and outgunned but if you play smart it doesn't make a difference like you can you can win you can kill 11 people in a round, you know, like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's possible, it happens. Um, you just have to have the nerves for it, and I absolutely don't. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely will be playing more, but yeah. uh, I've got to either get over this and, you know, just do it by myself yeah. or make more friends. Um, I think personally I've had enough of Hunt for the moment. Uh, I really love it, um, and it's mostly just I'm distracted by other stuff. Yeah, well, you know? you've got a lot of stuff to play. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just to say real quick, like I did play some stuff. Uh, I I played Elijah for a bit. Right. I was really excited about that. It's an indie game. Unfortunately, I don't think it's that great. Uh, it was kind of a little bit of. It's a cool game. It's just not amazing. Right. And so that was a bit of a downer. I was hoping it was going to be fantastic. Uh, I did play some hunt with you. I think I'm done with that for the moment. The thing I've been thinking about the most lately, I'm really surprised by how much I liked Fallen Order. I kind of thought like a few days ago I was like, I think done I'm just, with it. Yeah, I think I'm just done. Yeah. But you know, when I push past that uh, that trouble spot, I'm like, ah, okay, maybe maybe I can get I can get into this, you know. Okay. Um, but I've actually been thinking a lot about Cyberpunk lately, and that's I think at the moment that's what I feel like going to the most. Interesting. Um, yeah, I really I'm looking forward to getting back into that. Nice. I'm nice. kind of still just on the fence of like. Waiting for a PS5, but I don't know if I can get one. You know, like yeah, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah. Right? So I mean, I kind of 
personally, I would, I would probably. Well, actually, now, now that I got a, a pro, I, I would try it out. But, well, uh, yeah, we've seen it works fine on pro. Right? I do want to, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I do, I would kind of want to wait for it to give it a, a good shot, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like it does have something, you know, for Definitely sure. Definitely has something. But, yeah. I would have bought it for sure if it was still on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, one hundred percent would have bought it. <laughs> I'm, it's too bad you didn't because I'd love to be able to talk about it with you. Yeah. yeah. Although I'm sure we will be able to at some point. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Either uh, you know, you'll cave, or the inevitable multiplayer will come out. Yeah. That's, well, some way, shape, or form, we're gonna have another Cyberpunk episode at some point. Oh, oh definitely, definitely, for sure. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised by how much I like power. I was gonna say power battles. <laughs> that's the PS1 game. Oh. Uh, surprised by how much I like Fallen Order. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah no, I I will pr I will push pat push into it more until I hit some sort of frustration point. Yeah, fair or enough. I finish it. Fair you enough. Know, one of the two. One thing I thought sounded really cool too is I looked up the um sort of just a guide about the game to see a length of how, like how many planets there are kind of thing. Right. Looks like a really short, get pretty short game. Oh really? And that sounds great. Really? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's misleading, but it, it looked like there was like eight planets, and I've already explored most of one. Okay. So I'm like, well, shit. I mean, that's... so how many hours in are you? Would you say, roughly? Probably played for like five, six hours. Okay, yeah. But well, I rammed my head up against the weird difficulty spike for like a solid, like probably two hours. You know what I mean? Okay. I, for so some it reason was a I, bit of a weird experience. For some reason, I feel like it's like a twenty-five, thirty-hour game. But I could. Be that's wrong. what I hope so, man. I mean, I that would be great. Yeah. Like, it'd be yeah. perfect length. Yeah. I'd be super into that. Yeah. 25, 30 hours? Yeah. If it's 25, 30 hours, I'll probably finish it. Well, yeah. 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 I mean, Unless I hit some horrible, horrible spike where I'm like get frustrated awesome. by the difficulty, you know. And rather than turning it down, I'm just like, fuck you, game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, fair enough. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I'm just curious, what level are you at in Hunt? Fallpark. Like rank, the Hunter yeah. rank? No, player no. Player rank? You, player rank, yeah. Player rank. I'm on the cusp of getting a quartermaster and a bolt, bolt seer. Oh, okay. So that must be. I think I'm. I think I'm 46. Okay. Because okay. Bolt Sears 51, if memory serves. Okay. Yeah. yeah so right on the cusp. Right. Yeah. But oh. I've got my level 50 uh, Reverend. Oh, nice. So nice. I'm. So yeah. I'm power leveling now with him. Okay. If, if I play it alone, I'll be power leveling. Good. Good. In the sense of I could probably not die, and yeah. all your XP goes to player. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. No, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I just unlocked the bomb lance. No shit. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So you're like endgame. Eighty. Endgame equipment. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I got the endgame yeah. equipment. Yeah, I got the Moisen and the uh, yeah. the Laval, all that shit. Uh, the I don't have the uppercut yet, but um, mm. but I just need to use the packs a bit more. And, yeah. Or no, the conversion. I think either way. But no, it's uh, I I'm I definitely am gonna get into it again yeah. more, but got to get over that stress thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, it's a very you know it's an intense game. It's so intense. so you know intense games like that you gotta you gotta be in the mood for it. Sometimes you gotta take breaks. You know? yeah. I'm like I always want to be playing it, but again I just like I can't do it alone. Like yeah. uh, I'm too I spend too much time on my characters and stuff, and I'm just like <laughs> I absolutely want to solo the, do a solo run, and I'll just like take garbage and it's just a level one character, you know? I'm like oh, but he's legendary and he's got these three fucking perks already. I'm like <laughs> I don't really want to kill him, but, but I need the space in my roster, you know? And I'm like well. And I'm there humming and awing, and then I end up just doing uh, trials and uh, and some training, you know. Like, and I'm like, oh well. <laughs> Maybe you know, I, I want to keep his face. Maybe that'll be part of the cosmetic changes that we, you know, with the last 
when we had that preview of the upcoming PvE stuff, mm -hmm. one of the things they announced was some sort of cosmetic modification thing. They didn't say what it was, mm -hmm. but just implying that some sort of cosmetic thing. So maybe we'll be able to sort of pick which hunters they look like? Yeah. That would be amazing? I don't I, know. I think it'd be cool to be able to change not necessarily what they're wearing, but at least colors of what they're wearing. Sure. You know, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it would be cool to to change more, but, yeah. I mean, I'm good with just colors, you know, for now. And also, you know, that PvE mode can't come fast enough, right? Because it's like, that would probably be a great thing to... Oh, I'd be playing all the time. ...give you a different way to, like, just enjoy a different aspect of... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, again, the training alone, it's like... It's fun, it's fine if you want to play the game, but you don't get anything for it. It doesn't yeah. add any experience to your weapons, doesn't add any yeah. level to you, so it's kind of pointless. I yeah. mean, like, unless It's you, a good testing ground, that's it. That's it, yeah. you know, yeah. so whatever. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, well, listen, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the Star Wars episode, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of all we got for now. Yeah, that's all I got on Star Wars. We'll probably be back to uh, another regular-ish news episode next time. I guess, uh, I guess that's it. All right. Well, have a good week, everybody, and we'll uh, see you next time. See you next time.